Hello, folks. Welcome to Holding On with Holder. On this show, I interview interesting people to discuss interesting topics. My name is Steve Holder, and I am your host. If you enjoy this video, please hit the like button, then subscribe, and don't forget to share with one million of your closest friends. Today, I have with me Mr. Podcast himself, Alvin Peoples, who has a show called The People's Choice. Welcome, Alvin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You just happen to have a t-shirt on that says that. Yes, sir. I actually just got these uh, made about uh, last week. I haven't put them out there yet for my peeps out there. That's why I call my audience my peeps. <laughs> but um, I wanted to debut them on your show. So uh, these are the official People's Choice Podcast uh, shirts. <laughs> there you go, folks. You need to get you at least a dozen of them, right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about your background and who are you? All right, sure. Yeah, my name is Alvin Peoples II. I was born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Lived there till I was about 12 and a half, almost 13, and moved to North Carolina. That's where I'm at right now. I've been here since about 13 uh, years old. And I moved to uh, start off in Lillington, Harnett County. So shout out to the Harnett County boys. Lived there, um, then ended up moving. Parents split up, moved to uh, Fayetteville. And then went to Spring Lake. Now back in Fayetteville, where I'm at right now. Most people know Fayetteville probably from J. Cole. Uh, he's probably put on for the, uh, the city of Fayetteville more than anybody. And yeah, I started this podcast back in September. It's always been something I wanted to do since 2014, 15. But honestly, I didn't have the confidence in myself. I was thinking, oh man, who wants to listen to me? <laughs> Basically, like I was like, I don't think no one would really be interested. So I put on the back burner for a long time, but I knew I had a passion for it. I love talking to people, learn about people. I'm just a people's per uh, person. It's not just because it's my last name. <laughs> it just happens to be my last name. So after some time went by and really 2020, just all the changes and craziness that's happened in 2020, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need to do it now. No, no time is better. So September, I, I started and it took off a lot better than I expected. My first episode, I've got over uh, 800 views on it, really? which... Yeah, it was amazing. My first uh, guest was the legendary coach, Russell Stone, who's a, a great man. Uh, shout out to you, coach, if you see this. He was also one of my football coaches back when um, I played for him at Douglasburg High School. And uh, he's a legend. I mean, he sent over 300 kids to college. He's won state championships. I mean, he's he's the man. And I think that really helped boost it. And just the feedback I was getting from people saying, oh, man, you're a natural. I could picture this on the big screen. You know, you keep keep this up. And, and that episode was about two hours and some change. I mean, it was yeah, I long. part of it. I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was long, but it was good. It was so much. I just could not edit it out. I was like, this is so much life lessons. It was just so great. Yeah. And I still love Coach to this day for all that he's done for me. And I just went from there. People was hitting me up, wanting to be on the show. I hit up people wanting to interview them. And and here we go now since September. And, you know, I've been taking off. <laughs> yeah. And your podcast is called The People's Choice. And yes. And your last name is People's. That, that yep. works. Last had a lot to do with me choosing holding on with Holder. It just seems natural. My last name is Holder. You know, it's, 
seems yes. to work. Uh, <laughs> you have a great show. How many have you done now? Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm at, because I, I, I've actually been trying to expand the show more. Because I want the people's choice really to be more the universe nowadays. When I started off, I was just going to do an interview show. But now I, well, at least lately, I think I stopped at episode 11 as far as interviews. Mm-hmm. And now I've been branching off because some people are just aren't, aren't comfortable giving their, their life, their story. So mm-hmm. I decided to make a series called Sessions. So I got People's Choice podcast and I got Sessions, which episode one was with my brother. Then I started a, a new series last week of called Don't Hate My Take, which is mostly about sports because I know it's a lot of sports heads. And yeah. like me, I, I love football and uh, UFC and wrestling and all types of stuff. So I thought, oh, let's be good to do that. So I can have people that don't, they're probably not comfortable talking about themselves or their um, lives or anything. But now we got sessions, we can talk about topics, serious topics. Um, anything and then we got the sports section as well where we just discuss or debate or agree on sports yeah well i have a bunch of uh youtube videos from a couple years back this is my 10th episode interviewing people so i'm just getting started in that it's i'm enjoying it i get to meet cool interesting people like you so it's all good it's all good so who would you say is your most is the coach you mentioned that's your favorite guest so far oh man <laughs> there's so many great ones i don't know if i have a favorite because i love all of my guests all of my peeps they're all just equally awesome just for giving me five minutes of their time or two hours of their time it's all been amazing yeah. Some of my favorite episodes, um, the one I did with Zeus uh, was amazing. I don't know if you had a chance to check that one out. Um, Antoine Zeus here, he, he's a great man. He's done a lot. He's If you haven't checked that one out, you got to check that one out. That's a good one. Um, the one with my one of my best friends, Dominic Rowden, was good. With The one with his girlfriend, I mean, they're all good. I don't... <laughs> um, Lahela, her episode was great too. I, there's so many. I don't. I don't want to just pick one. <laughs> and this one might be my favorite, actually. Who knows? <laughs> hey, I hope so. Now you mentioned Lahela. I think she's one that I've seen. Uh, she a young black lady that went to Oregon College. Or yes. Yes, yes. I, I I seen that, and I thought, hey, I'd like to interview her. She seems to be very interesting and very intelligent. Oh yeah, she's yeah. amazing, and uh, I'll actually reach out to her and hook you guys up. Um, she, I know she would love to be on your show. That would be great. I would love to have her on. Yes, she impressed me. Yeah, and I also watched part of a speech she did that uh, I'll leave at her graduation. Mm-hmm. It was yes. on YouTube, and I found that, and that was very interesting. So, tell her she has a fan. I definitely will, and I'm pretty sure she's going to watch this too, okay. and. Uh, she, Shout out to you, LaHala, when you see this, because you are amazing. Continue to shine over there in Oregon. There you go. There you go. So what advice would you give to someone that is considering getting into podcasting? Oh, man, just do it. Do not be your worst critic like me. Um, I should have been doing this since 2015, but I was my worst critic you just got to do it. There's no perfect time. It's really just, you have to go out there and do it and put yourself out there. 
Um, don't even worry about equipment. Don't worry about lighting. Don't worry about none of that. Just as long as you got a camera and passion and a dream, that's really the best um, advice I can give because I'm living out my dream right now. Right now, this is a hobby, but this is something I'm going to eventually turn into a career. Like I the ideas. Definitely, because the ideas that God just continues to put on my brain as I sleep, as I'm at work, I'm like, this has to be my passion, my calling in life, because I, I'm just comfortable with it. And I love talking, engaging in conversations with people. So please, anybody that's out there that wants to do a podcast, just go out there, do it and worry about the equipment and all the pretty stuff later. Right now, the most yeah. important is just get it out there. Yeah, well, I'm spending zero dollars. I record through Zoom and then I upload to YouTube and share on Twitter and Facebook and do promos on uh, uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok. And, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm not spending any money. Don't edit anything. It just it is what it is. Yes, sir. So it, it's fun. It's fun. It really uh, is. So you're also a coach, right? Is that correct? Uh, yes. It, it's been, it's been um, about two years because I was actually going to make a return to coaching, but then COVID-19 happened. But, yes, I yeah. am a coach as well. COVID-19 put a kill to a lot of things. Yes, sir, unfortunately. So was it high school football that you were coaching or – um, no, that was actually what I was working on. I was uh, talking to a couple of coaches that I've um, went to high school with and that I've known, and they wanted to bring me along. But I've coached so far for uh, recreation, the uh, 11 and 12-year-olds and 12 and 13-year-olds. I was uh, coaching them in uh, Spring Lake, the Spring Lake Spartans, along with Coach Love. Shout out to you as well <laughs> for uh, bring, bringing me on to his team because he actually coached my little brother. And we've always kind of just kept in touch and he's just allowed me to come on to his coaching staff and met some amazing coaches and met some amazing players. Still to this day, I see some of them and they'll say, Hey, coach Al, coach Al. <laughs> it's amazing. I love coaching. Yeah. So you're a big football fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's your favorite team? Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. okay. Diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. I'm into college football myself. I'm a big Alabama fan. Oh, you can't can't go wrong with that, man. <laughs> Alabama. Don't let me down too often. Hey. <laughs> oh man, Alabama. That's just an amazing uh, college. I mean, the, just the history from what yeah. Nick Saban's able to do, and then even before Nick Saban. I mean, they've been just tremendous. Saban had big shoes to fill, and he's done just fine. Yes, sir. Uh, he's going to be a big, big shoes to fill for somebody someday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so, tough whoever gets that job. <laughs> yeah. So did you have a good childhood? How, how were you – what kind of childhood did you have, if you don't mind talking about that? Yeah. Well, my childhood was actually uh, pretty rough, to be honest. It was um, – I, I grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and uh, anybody that knows about Waterbury knows it's, uh, it's a pretty rough city. It's, people think Connecticut, they're thinking, oh, it's pretty, and it's rich, and there's all these things, and it's not that, really, <laughs> at all. It's the ghetto. Uh, basically raised in uh, LHP, which is Long Hill Projects. Uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, 
I grew up, didn't really have money at all, grew up poor. Um, but, you know, I always had a dream. And, you know, I have loving parents, you know, we've been through a lot and we're really on great terms nowadays, especially me and my father, because that was kind of a rocky relationship for a while. But, um, and my mother's always been great and supportive and stuff with me. But we just kept fighting, you know, we've been through a lot in life, but we kept fighting, kept pushing and wanting better and getting better. And, you know, we're doing all right. Okay. And how would you say that childhood affects you now? Oh, it affects me 100% every day. Um, I just think about where I came from. And I mean, just from the struggle of, you know, not knowing if, you know, you're going to have a meal, <laughs> you know, or if, you know, lights are going to be on or, you know, if rent's going to be paid and just where I'm at now in life, where I'm making a really good living and able not just to help myself, but also help others, help my community, no matter if that's my church or people in my neighborhood in different cities in North Carolina, any way I can. I love the community because I remember those days, you know, depending on uh, churches and food banks and stuff, you know, I've been there. So, any way I can give back, that's what I try to do. Well, I don't care if it's, I was going to say, sorry, I don't care if it's even a hug or even a conversation, anything. If I can give back to somebody, because I know what it's like. Yeah, me too. And they say the people that have been through hell are really the ones that are the most generous, you know, most willing to help because we know what it's like. And uh, hats off to you for that one. Definitely. So what would you say has been your biggest challenge? Um, let's see, in life or as far as podcasting? Whatever, all together. Oh, man, my biggest challenge, I think, was forgiveness for a lot of things that happened to me in my life, um, things that were a lot really out of my control. And um, just really forgiving being a forgiving person, I didn't really have a relationship with Christ until I was probably about um, about 19. And luckily, I met some amazing people that uh, introduced me to Christ and basically <laughs> taught me about forgiveness. Because I used, I want to say I hold grudges, but like, I just didn't know how to heal. I didn't know yeah. how to forgive like that. And I used to take things very personal. So now, I mean, it's nothing. It's like water down my back. You know, I've yeah. had people that have done me wrong and I still love them and, you know, try to even help them and to get where I know they can be. I always see the good in people. Even when people don't see it, I could see it and try to just help them get to that point in life. Yeah. But that was probably my biggest challenge was uh, forgiveness because I also, I am a kind hearted person and a lot of people have taken advantage of me and uh, take my kindness for weakness. But, you know, I plow through that and everything always works out. So yeah. that's I have found that if we're willing to forgive often and we're always grateful, we can be happy. But Amen. You, know, you got to forgive and you got to be grateful. Yes, sir. That's my experience. So who were your heroes? Oh, man, there's so many, <laughs> so many heroes. But uh, I'll start off. Cause I grew up a really big wrestling fan when I didn't have a lot of things, but I always had wrestling. So the rock Dwayne Johnson was always one of my heroes. Okay. Stone cold uh, Jim Ross 
I, I actually that's one person that my little brother we used to play wrestling all the time uh, with our toys and action figures and i used to commentate like jim ross and he used to be like man you could really be a broadcaster one day so that's kind of where i guess the seeds were planted one day because i used to imitate him very well probably not as good as i can nowadays but um jim ross definitely one of them um let's see john cena then i move on to the football side um ray lewis one of the one of the best to ever do it and learn from his mistakes and the way he now preaches and tutors and mentors kids and stuff i mean it's amazing so ray lewis is one of them uh coach stone one of mine as well his son coach trip um I'm trying to think of some more heroes because <laughs> there's a list I do because I get I just I get a little bit from everyone and just makes this amazing person that I am. <laughs> to be honest, you know I like uh, to ask people that question. And most people have to think for a minute to come up with one. But <laughs> you've got a lot, so you're a very blessed man. Yes, definitely. I've I learned a lot of life lessons from. Uh, them just people from tv then people from real life like i said from coaches uh my parents too you know uh people like keith and ron from my church uh shout out to you guys if you guys watch this um even my boss you know my my current boss right now kevin you know like i i learned from a lot of people i look up to a lot of them and literally i'm a little bit of everybody into one <laughs> yeah it's good to learn from other people Definitely. Especially from their mistakes. That way we don't have to make them all ourselves. That's true. That is true. So you're a big wrestling fan. Are you familiar with Alex Navios? Um, not not so much. He lives no. in Russia. I don't think he's ever been to the United States, but he's he's into the death death matches. Do you ever watch any of those? I have, and I got to scratch my head on some of <laughs> those death matches. I mean, I've seen some highlights of guys getting hit with those uh, those fluorescent lights and yeah, that's barbed a, wire. Oh, uh, Alex does that kind of thing, and I have an interview lined up with him pretty soon. Oh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that one. Yeah, hopefully it'll come up next week. He's supposed to let me know this weekend what day would be good. So hopefully that'll come up next week if nothing falls through. I'm looking forward to that one. Definitely. So what kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> That's another one that's out there. I listen to all types of music because to me, I always listen to the message. The lyrics is always the most important. Some people especially in my culture, we love just listening to the beat and bopping our head to the beat. Me, I've always been different. I love the lyrics and the message behind it. So I could listen to hip hop. I could listen to rock. I could listen to country. My playlist, anybody who rode in the car with Alvin could testify on this one. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. It could be yeah. gospel. It could be 90s, 80s rap. It could be 80s, 90s rock. I, I love more old school than new school but because most people say I have an old soul. But I, my music is all over the place. <laughs> that sounds like me. That sounds like me. I have a playlist that I put on every night before I go to sleep. It has 800 and some songs on it of all mm. different genres. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I never know who I'm listening to. But it's always good. 
That's true. I see. I, I thought I was the only one that, that does that. <laughs> and actually, nowadays, I actually listen to some of my favorite podcasters or talk show hosts. And when I wake up, there's really no telling who I'm listening to, or what kind of interview. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this one. This was really good. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to go into sleep listening to podcasts, but I find myself paying too much attention to what they're saying, and it keeps me awake. With music, it just puts me to sleep. So, I, but uh, do you read a lot? You know, it's crazy. I hated reading growing up. I am not gonna lie. If it didn't have a picture or a comic, <laughs> I did not like it. I had to do it because school. And I was actually really pretty good at school. But other than that, I hated reading. I rather just I was more of a visual person. But as I got older. Somewhere, I would say around 19, that's, I know it's probably a long time, but somewhere about 19, that's when I was really starting to get into books. And one of the first books I remember reading that I really got into was called The Second Mountain. I don't know if you ever heard of that book. Oh. Uh, it is a great book. It was my first book I really read and actually liked. Um, it was about basically when you reach your, you work hard, you reach your goals in life. And then it's like, now what? So the second mountain is basically the mountain of like, okay, now you've reached your goal. So now what, what, are, what yeah. is next? So, and it, it's interesting. You get a lot of different people's perspectives and different uh, journeys people have went. It's amazing. Now, so what kind of books do you mostly read? What's your favorite genre? Right now, truthfully, I love just um, autobiographies. I also love um, inspirational stuff, too. Um, I love, uh, I'm right now I'm reading DDP, who's a former wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page. He's more famous for his DDP oh, yeah. yoga. Oh, yeah. Love his book, uh, Positively Unstoppable. I'm not finished with that one yet, but I'm reading it. It's very good. I, um, I would ask anybody to check that book out. Also, I love, um, I just finished JR's book, Jim Ross will tell you about, called Under the Black Hat. Some amazing stories, especially if you're into wrestling. That's a good one to read. Um, another one I've read and finished was Chris Jericho's book, which is called um, No is a Four-Letter Word, How I Failed at Spelling but Succeed in Life. <laughs> that one's a good book, too. Um, let's see, what else is there? I know there's some more books I read, but... I've I've been so busy. I'm a lot of my focus have been more on podcasting, getting yeah. the show, getting my show more out there and, and just better. But those are some books I'm almost done with, or I have finished some of them. It's amazing. A lot of pro wrestlers are very intelligent and very well educated. Uh, a lot yeah. of people think they're just big dummies that can't do anything, you know, but they're just great actors and they portray yeah. those characters and they're fantastic athletes. So Definitely. I, I just say it's like cartoons for grown-ups. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of the wrestlers, especially the ones that I grew up off of, a lot of them are college grads. A lot of them have graduated from um, with different degrees, a bachelor's degree. Some have master's degrees. And then you got some who served in the military, but yeah. they all have that stigma of oh, muscle head, no brains, all bronze. And that's further from the truth than anything. Yeah. Same with UFC fighters. Yeah. Well, some of them. <laughs> so do you keep up with current affairs and politics? I do, but 
<laughs> uh, I'm sorry I laugh. Like, I, I try to be positive as much as I can because you, you, I know you're in the, the you know, the, um, the political world and stuff. You know, I, I've seen that you ran for um, uh, yes, Congress. On. Yes, and, and that is amazing. Me, I am into politics, but I don't discuss it as much because you're going to offend somebody or piss someone off in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So I always, like with my show, I always would say to myself, you know, I always want this to be uh, a show for people to escape because, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, when I grew up, you would hear chatters about I mean, people who's, oh, who's your favorite, you know, party or Democrat, public, or, you, or who's your president you're going for. But as social media got bigger, it's like you can't escape it. You you get off one thing from Facebook, go to Instagram, it's right there. You get off Instagram, it's on Facebook, go on Twitter, go on YouTube. It is everywhere. And even at jobs or doctor's office, it's on TV. And yeah. But I do I do follow with it, though. But, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It can be toxic, but you know i <laughs> i actually joke around with a friend of mine when i'll give my opinion on something then i just always end it but hey what do i know <laughs> now last year when i was campaigning i always stayed in trouble every time i posted something on facebook it i would just get blasted you know? mm -hmm. and everybody expects you to have intelligent answers all the yeah. questions and sometimes i just felt like saying duh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's so true and i've actually because i used to um follow it really heavily around that 2016 uh time when uh hillary and trump was uh going against each other and i will post something or share a, a funny meme something i just thought funny and i'm getting just hate comments and yeah. messages and stuff i'm like man, a guy can't have an opinion no more. <laughs> or yeah. just, I, I shared something just for laughs. And before you know it, you're offended somebody. And before you know it, you're unfriended on Facebook or yeah. whatever. It's like people take things real personal. But um, yeah. when I, um, actually, I, with this election, I actually didn't even tar uh, participate in it. And I have my reasons for it. But because um, the people I really wanted to run, unfortunately, Bernie Sanders didn't make it. Um, far i really wanted bernie to win and Maybe. i asked, yeah i love bernie like his message and the stuff that he was talking i was like yes that's what we need yeah. to do yeah. and um i don't um classify myself as a um democrat or republican i'm, I'm independent because i i can hear and the good in both sides but also see the bad and i refuse to just because yeah. i know people that literally they know better <laughs> And they know right from wrong, but yet because they grew up as a Democrat or grew up as a Republican, they're going to side with that yeah. instead of just going from what's in their heart. So, and I refuse to be that way. And I also wanted to run before we in that it was a guy I was hoping would run was uh, Jesse Ventura because he has some pretty good uh, views and he used to be the governor of Minnesota. And uh, I really was hoping he would run, but he didn't end up running. Yeah. Now, did you ever have you seen any of his old wrestling matches? I know that's way back there. Yeah, actually, I, I um, Jesse was uh, <laughs> my my dad from what I can remember. Um, back in the days, he used to do the whole uh, bicep slapping and wake yeah. up his biceps. And I remember him more from his commentary as far as when I was growing up. But I do remember watching old clips of Jesse the Body yeah. and then him and Predator. I remember that and just some of the other movies he did. 
He's a gr- he's a great man. He's yeah. um, very intelligent too. I remember one time in an interview, the uh, guy doing the interview said, "Jesse, how come you never smile?" He says, "I'm a tough guy. Tough guys don't have to smile." <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like something he would say. (laughs) So what do you think about the present state of the world? Do you think there's any hope for us? No, we're all doomed. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) No, um, there's always hope because we have the Lord. Uh, Without the Lord, I mean, there is no hope. But because we have him and he forgives us and loves us, there is hope. And I know a lot of people aren't religious and don't believe. Don't feel this. Eh, don't <laughs> have the same beliefs that I do. But I still love you. I still read the mail that you guys send. But I do believe there's hope in the society. We just really got to step back and really love each other. I feel too many people are not listening to the to the other. They're listening to basically respond instead of hearing them out. We just got to go back to loving each other. You know, as brothers and sisters in Christ and. Really, we just got to continue to uh, see, like, how can we make things better and not focus on, you know, what you did last or or things that happened in the past. How can we get better as a country and as a nation? Now, I'm always glad when somebody I interview brings up Christ. That makes me feel more comfortable because I interview a lot of people from different. I've interviewed people from different backgrounds, you know, and they're interesting people, and I really enjoy meeting them. But to some of the things that they believe in, you know, I don't. Mm. Uh, but that's okay. So do you think the racism thing's going to get any better in America? Do you think it's changed any? Well, I think it will. Uh, I have faith in um, this country that we will get out of this because – I remember growing up, I mean, I've dealt with racism in my life, especially at a really early age in Connecticut. Um, and in, in North Carolina has been too much better. <laughs> but I've met a lot of great people, too. And I feel that we will eventually come together and get through this. But it, the race tension has been up a lot really since the uh, Trump administration came in. Yeah. I know it's going to piss off a lot of Trump supporters out there. And I know. I'm That's not okay. Tr- I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to, but it, if you don't believe it, then you're just not really watching. You're not understanding or you don't want to. Cause I remember when Barack was president, I remember when Bush was president and I was a really young when, uh, <laughs> when, um, Clinton was a president, but there was never this much race tension before, at least for my lifetime. I'm only 25 right now. So it's sad, but I feel we can get through this. Yeah, I think Trump just kind of opened the door and said it's okay to be a racist. It's okay to come out with all of your hate and bigotry. You know, he kind of made it. He made it fashionable for that type of person to feel comfortable. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, they'll say, oh, but look at the good that Trump has done. And he brought this many jobs or lowered this price. And, you know, I made a statement or status, I should say, many years ago, back in 2016. And I still stand by. I'm like, I don't care how many jobs you could provide, how much money you could bring if you hate me or hate another race and think you're superior to them, I can't stand by you. I just can't. Racism is a very ugly 
and I hate it. I hate it. Me too. That's one of the big things that I ran on in my campaign. I came out against the systemic racism and all the things like that that are going on, and so many people want to deny it, act like it doesn't exist. And I say, well, do you know that the founders of this country, this country started out by and for rich white men? I mean, and for many years, that's the only ones that it came to vote. So how can you say a system that started that way is not systemically racist all the way through? I mean, that's the very foundation of it. That's true. That is so true. That's sad. Uh, so why do you think it's important for people to acknowledge and commemorate Black History Month? I think it's important because, like, when I was in school, like, we always had Black History Month, and a lot of it was kind of the same old, same old you hear, or you get the sheet of, oh, yeah, this person invented the the um, elevator or the broom or the the lights, but as I got out of school, like high school and stuff, you find out more about other black, uh, amazing uh, blacks or African Americans that have invented many things and done many things, yeah. and that doesn't get the credit or don't get the shine because mostly when you're in school, they put the shine, the spotlight more on Martin Luther King, maybe Malcolm X, but that's really much about it. Oh, Harriet Tubman and maybe Jackie Robinson, but it's very important that there's way more out there that has done so much that some people don't even know they don't even have a clue and that's why i love black history month and especially with me you know being black and i feel like i'm gonna make history one day in life don't know from what but i'm gonna follow my passion and maybe i'll make some history (laughs) so i could be amongst the greats there you go well you're off to a good start brother you're already a big star i mean (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you god willing where do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, five years from now, God willing, I see myself um, more mature than where I am now. I see myself being uh, successful, and that could be measured in different ways. Some people think of success, they think of financial mostly, but I think more of just spiritually right and also uh, growing, not just as you know a man, but also uh, with my show, uh, with Christ. I see myself doing a lot of great things in five years because I've done a lot of great things in 25 years and I'm still feel like I'm nowhere near where I want to be or where I'm going to be. I feel like I'm really just getting started. Well, that's good. That's good. When I was 25, I was, I was a mess. I was very, very wrapped up in alcohol and drugs and it, Trust me, I was a mess at that time. So you're doing well. You're doing well. Well, thank you, sir. And and congratulations to on uh, on beating that because I that's that hits home with me because a lot of my family members, not to name them, but you know that hits home well because some people was able to get out of it and some they had to take that that demon to their grave. Yeah. So I command and respect anybody that can get out of an addiction. It's it's not easy. It's not easy. So what else would you like people to know about you before we wrap it up? Oh, well, I just want them to know that, you know, I'm I'm an amazing uh person. <laughs> and I try to be as much as I, I can. 
I want them to know that, you know, hopefully this ain't the last they see of me, that they'll see me doing bigger and better things, especially with the People's Choice podcast and all my other series and crazy ideas out there in this world. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I joked around with a good friend of mine, Stephanie, one time and saying that, yeah, one day I want to see myself as big as Oprah. <laughs> maybe one day, who knows, you know, if God willing, maybe I'll have my own talk show and, you know, get out there and stuff. And But hopefully I could be a lot more. Uh, well, you have your own talk show now. I mean, you know. That's true. That's true. I guess more on a bigger platform, I should yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. More on a bigger platform. But um, let's see. What else should people know about me? You know, just know that I'm doing this for, with love, passion. Don't mean to ever offend or hurt anybody. I want to help out many, many um, businesses, local businesses especially. It's home with me. I remember a lot of local businesses, especially with uh, 2020 and now 2021 with COVID, a lot of local businesses have been affected. So I would love to just outreach or get my outreach, I should say, <laughs> helping them out. So I'm always open for people if they want to, you know, do some, you know, collaboration. If I could just help you out in any way, put your business out there. Um, that's really about it. I'm open to a lot of things and helping people. Okay. And definitely, I want you to tell everybody all the platforms that your show is on, where they can catch you. Yes, you can catch the People's Choice podcast. You can catch me on, I have my own Facebook page for it, which you just got to type in the People's Choice podcast. Also, YouTube, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Anchor, I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on uh, Google Podcasts. <laughs> I'm really all over the place, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, some people say you probably shouldn't have so many platforms, but I say, well, you never know who you're going to reach from one there to you. another. I have a lot of those platforms also. I usually talk more about the YouTube because I'm into the visual thing, but I'm on Instagram a lot of the other things. So people can hear all about you there too. So. Thank you very much, Alvin, for being my guest this evening. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. It's my honor, Steve. And um, I would love to have you on my show because you're I one of the most interesting. Oh, definitely. I would say you're oh, one of the most interesting man. I've uh, looked you up and, you know, would love to uh, discuss many of the different things with you. Okay. So definitely look out for the People's Choice Podcast shirts, All of course. Right. And uh, Steve also to be on my show. Great. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, I will let you go and you have a wonderful evening and thanks again. And folks, if you like this video, please like it and subscribe and share. Go over to the People's Choice podcast and share and tell everybody about what Alvin is doing. Thank you, brother, for being here. Thank you, brother. You too. God bless.